Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, aka Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Welcome back. I'm writing this in March. I have to shovel again today. But then this episode is scheduled to drop on April 18th, and I recall working during a blizzard on April 13th one year, so welcome to Michigan. Anyway, I hope the weather is seasonally appropriate wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. Today, we have the next chapter of the Bibliotheca, Book 3, Chapter 4. I'd tell you where we left off last time, but this chapter doesn't pick up there, so it really doesn't matter. We pick up with Cadmus. After Telephassa dies, he buries her and goes to Delphi to see if the oracle can tell him about Europa, who you'll recall was kidnapped by Zeus in the form of a bull and carried off to Crete, leading to the last few chapters that we covered. Anyway, the oracle says to forget about Europa because Cadmus has more important things to worry about, namely the founding of a city. And this involves another cow. Cadmus is to follow this cow until it collapses, and that's where he's supposed to found a city. He does as told, and the city he founds is everyone's favorite, Thebes. Cadmus decides he should sacrifice the cow to Athena, and that requires water. But there are two problems. One, the spring belongs to Ares, and two, there's a dragon guarding it. Some people even say that the dragon is Ares's child. So maybe three problems? After the dragon kills everyone who goes to draw water, Cadmus gets fed up and kills the dragon. Athena tells him to sow the dragon's teeth, which never is a good idea, but Cadmus does it anyway, and sure enough, an army springs up. They're called the Spartai, coming from the Greek word for sown because the whole sowing of the dragon teeth thing. I'm over-explaining, aren't I? Okay, back to the Spartai. They aren't the brightest bunch, and they get to brawling and kill each other. Or, if you ask Pharachides, Cadmus is worried when he sees what's grown from the dragon teeth, so he throws some stones at them, and they blame each other and kill each other. Like I said, they aren't the brightest bunch. Five survive whatever melee ensues. But there's still that little issue that Cadmus killed Ares's dragon. As penance, Cadmus serves Ares for an eternal year, which converts to eight Earth years. What happens during that? Who knows? It's not important enough for this author to cover. Once those eight years are up, Athena gives him a kingdom and Zeus gives him a wife. Her name is Harmonia and she's the daughter of Aphrodite and Ares. And all the gods come down from Olympus and go to the wedding. And Cadmus and Harmonia have four daughters, Autonoe, Aino, Semele, and Agave. They also have one son, Polydorus. Aino, Autonoe, and Agave are all married off, but Semele, well, someone greater has set his sights on her. Zeus, of course. And it seems like Semele is cool with that. Unlike several of Zeus's conquests, she knows that Zeus is her lover. And like all of Zeus's conquests, Hera finds out. And she gets her revenge by telling Semele to ask Zeus why he can't appear to her the same way he does to Hera. And Semele asks, and Zeus does, and it kills her. But Zeus rescues the baby that she's pregnant with and sews it up in his thigh as an incubator until it's big enough to be given to Hermes to raise. And that baby 
is Dionysus. Hermes entrusts Auntie Ino to raise the baby and suggests that he be raised as a girl. But Hera knows because Hera always knows and she drives Ino and her husband mad, leading them to kill their other children, after which Ino flings herself into the sea where she cares for sailors who are caught in storms. We see this in in the Odyssey, if you you may remember. Anyway, but Zeus is still a step ahead and turns Dionysus into a baby goat, and Hermes takes the goat Dionysus to some nymphs in Asia. Zeus will later turn these nymphs into the constellation Hyades. As for Autonoe, she and her husband have a son named Octaeon, who is trained by the centaur Chiron and who later meets a grisly fate. This could be because he hit on Semele, which makes Zeus mad, but most people say that it's because he sees Artemis bathing. So she turns Actaeon into a deer and sets its dogs on him. And this really is a sad story because after they are done tearing the the deer to pieces, the dogs start looking for their master and can't find him because, you know, he was the deer. So they go to Chiron, who makes a statue of Actaeon to soothe the dogs. And that is the end of Book 3, Chapter 4. I really should spend some time looking into the whole cow thing. Do any of you know the mythological significance of cows? I don't have any notes from back in college, but this family and the cows... Anyway, what I really want to talk about is Semele. We see Zeus sleep with a lot of mortal women, and in most cases he uses some sort of trickery to get his way. That doesn't seem to be the case with Semele. If anything, it seems that Semele has the upper hand in this relationship. Zeus will do anything for her. And that's why Hera is able to trick Semele into asking for something that will kill her. It's also interesting to note that this Greek explanation of the birth of Dionysus leads him to being raised in Asia, because historically speaking, the cult of Dionysus was not native to Greece. It came from Asia. But here we have a story that explains why Dionysus can be a part of the Greek pantheon, because even though his worship started elsewhere, the god himself came from Greece in the first place. So what stands out to you in this chapter? What stories do you wish were longer? Pop over to the blog and share. It's at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes. The link to my Patreon is there too, should you feel so inclined. In the next episode, we'll cover the last surviving Roman tragedy, Octavia, a play that, while attributed to Seneca, is definitely not by him. (laughs) Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.